0: Welcome back to another exciting episode of Jacques Talks. I'm your host, Jacques Charbonneau, if that wasn't apparent by now. Uh, We've got a, a special episode today, and by that I mean your regular old episode, but that's okay. I know what everyone wants to hear right away is an update on kickball, of course. At least that's what I assume everyone wants to hear about. Obviously the most exciting thing going on in my life currently, so we'll start with that and then... We'll jump into our topic for today, or not really a topic, but we'll get to that. Anyways, let me stop uh, digressing away from once again what I know everyone wants to hear um, the kickball story from this week. And there isn't really one story other than we lost. <laughs> Unfortunately, we did lose the game five to three, seven inning. I don't know if I described kind of the rules last week, but it's a set you play seven innings or you play 45 minutes whichever comes first so we ended up going all seven innings and unfortunately we did lose by score of five to three as I said it was a tough tough matchup the other team was good they uh actually played two games uh sometimes you get scheduled a double header so they already kind of in my opinion got a little warm-up in got used to the size of the ball you know the way it's bouncing but it's okay. We still had we still had a lot of fun as a team. Obviously, it was uh, the f- the first time for a, a lot of us... Um, or I shouldn't say a lot of us. Like, there's a giant group. But it was the first time for a couple of us playing kickball and meeting each other. Because um, not everyone was at that practice we had last weekend. But all around, it was a good time. And I think we're definitely going to improve based on our kind of experiences last week. We'll definitely... I'm looking forward to the game this Tuesday, which will be our second game. We we get to play earlier in the afternoon, too, so I think we'll maybe have a little bit more energy in our systems, and we'll go from there. So yeah, let me actually kind of dive into exactly what was going on, or the, the, the whole, the totality of the game, because there's a couple little minor stories that I think are notable from the entire afternoon, so... I ended up actually showing up kind of early to the game. I want to say I was even at the kickball fields at 7 o'clock or so. And so our game wasn't until 8.45. Maybe I was there at 7.30. I don't think I was almost two hours early. But I I mean, I was there early. I wanted to make sure I was able to figure out parking. And I kind of wanted to see how the fields were because I, I brought cleats. I still have an old pair of cleats I bought for college for intramural football. And I knew, you know, they're like rubber cleats. They're not hard, regular infield cleats for baseball. And so I figured, depending on what the field looked like, because I knew it was going to be turf, uh, there was a chance I was going to be able to wear the cleats. And so I wanted to show up early, kind of test them out a little bit, and I don't know, just watch how the games were going, see if I can get any, pick up on any little strategy points. So... I got there early, and so there was a couple other members of the team, that early tool. Nicole, Katie, and Cheyenne were also there early, which, by the way, I did want to make very clear that I said their names this week because they were all salty that I did not say their names last week. I merely mentioned them as, like, friends of Camille. So there you go, guys, for, for if any of you three listen or <laughs> anyone else on the kickball team, I'm not afraid to say who's on the team. I just... Uh, I didn't uh, say it last week. So there you go. There's your shout out, the three of you. And so we were there early. I didn't mean to sound harsh with that, by the way. I don't know if that came off as... I, it was just, It was funny. We had a conversation after the game. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, we, were, we were sitting there like watching the game before us. And some dude comes up to the four of us and is like, Oh, are you guys on a kickball team and we're like oh yeah and he's like what time do you guys play and we're like oh 8 and he goes oh great um we're actually on the team that plays at eight and not enough of our team showed up so what are the odds you guys would like play as free agents and just come play with us for a game and we all kind of looked at each other and i mean i like instantly was like bet let's do it but i mean I was kind of inconsequential because really what they needed was girls because it's co-ed. So you have to have like a minimum number of girls on the field at all times, which it just makes it fair, you know. And so he, he primarily was looking for the three of the girls on our team who were there early. Like I said, Nicole, Katie and Cheyenne. And the three of them were seemingly receptive. I mean, we all said yes. So it was like, yeah, OK, yeah, yeah you know, we'll do it. And so it was kind of I don't know. Interesting vibes just because I mean, we had never met any of the people on the other team, but I kind of got the feeling that none of like a decent number of them haven't or hadn't really met each other either because it seemed like they were kind of a ragtag put together by a couple mutual friends team, which I guess is kind of what our team is too. But ours was definitely more solidly put together than theirs. But, anyways, uh, but yeah, a bunch of their team didn't show up and so they needed some people. We said, sure, they gave us a couple of their jerseys to wear, and yeah, we played the game, so we we, we ended up losing that game too, so I, I, I lost both games I played on Tuesday, actually, but that was a fun little, like, warm-up game, uh, I played terrible in that game, I think I went over for 3, the reason I'm hesitating is I'm, I'm trying to think if I was over for 4, but no, I only think I batted three times, I didn't get a single hit, it was just an abysmal, abysmal performance, I made an error in the field too, I missed a catch on a kickball, it was just not a good game for me, truthfully and uh after the game I joked that I uh, threw it on purpose for them but I mean that was just patently false I mean I would never do that I'm just obviously I was joking but I yeah I just did bad and then I felt I was like oh crap I'm gonna like embarrass myself in the actual game I need to play good and for our team um but so yeah that game ended we walked over to the other field and actually the team so the team I was a part of was like the dark blue team. I don't remember their actual team name. And we were playing against the light blue team. And so the game that my team has, we we're, were the maroon team, Basic Pitches. That's our team name. And so the team we were playing at 845, like I said, we're playing a, game who had a, a team who had a double header. And they were the light blue team. So I already kind of got to see how the light blue team plays, you know, who's really good at kicking, who's not, like where do they kick. And so I kind of gave our team in advantage, I was like, yo, they kind of like to just kick it to third base and, you know, get easy people on base and then have one other people come up and try to kick it in the outfield and score some runs. Obviously, that's sound strategy and kickball and probably what most people do. But I mean, it was kind of nice knowing that, hey, be careful. We want like our best people to probably be on like third base shortstop and, you know, get ready for that. Maybe we can try to emulate some of that success they had against the dark blue team. And so we got ready Um, someone on our team, I think Anthony just kind of made a batting order and yeah, we just kind of went at it and it was a good, good, hard fought game. It was, you know, tough to lose. We, we went down three to nothing. That was kind of heartbreaking in like the second inning, maybe even the first, I don't know. It was pretty quick. I remember. And so that was sad. I mean, all hope was lost, really. No, actually we fought hard. We we knew we were still in it. And then we ended up scoring three runs. And I think the fourth inning, the the top we we were batting first, so we were the away team after the coin flip. And so yeah, we tied it up three three. It was like a big deal. I was I cannot take credit for that, though I did bat two for three. So I did do a lot better in the second game, personally. I made uh one bad play when I was in the outfield for one inning, and by that I mean It wasn't really my bad, but we were playing somewhat shallow in the outfield, all of the outfielders for the majority of the game, just because no one was really kicking it that hard and up because it really is easy to get out that way. But this guy comes up to bat and he just rockets it over my head. So I chase after it. And by the time I pick it up and throw it in, he's already rounding third. It was all too late. And so just kind of luck of the draw, their power kicker comes up to bat when I'm in the outfield so unfortunately he did get a home run and i think that was one of maybe it was at the two run home run they scored to go up uh, five to three i can't remember exactly but so i guess maybe i was the reason we lost i you could say that so unfortunately my mvp campaign is starting off pretty weak but that's all right there's there's always room for improvement you know mike trout doesn't bat four for four every night and uh neither do i i like i said i bet two for three so i'm pretty proud of my overall kicking performance but obviously still some room for improvement mostly because I tripped and fell while running the bases uh (laughs) and by running the bases I mean literally running to first I was running and just tripped on I don't know nothing my shoelaces uh, I really can't give an excuse I just straight up tripped and there's no sliding allowed in this game just for you know injury sake and stuff like that I'll, I'll, we're also on turf and just wearing athletic clothes so it probably hurt really bad to slide because you know it did hurt when I tripped I got nice turf burns along my uh like knees and shins so that was great but yeah so I tripped and fell like while running to first so my hands like hit first as I was running and so to the untrained eye, it looked like I slid, which honestly made no sense because I was going to beat the throw. Like, there was no... There's no way I was sliding to beat a throw or anything like that. I just tripped and fell and, you know, put my hand on first so I'd be safe because I'm not an idiot. And so the the umpire allowed it because, you know, I, I don't think he could tell either way, but I was being sincere. I was like, I tripped, I tripped, whatever. So this leads into the other to me, major story of the night, so that was kind of embarrassing, to, to make matters worse too, as I stood up and was like laughing off, the fact that I tripped, definitely like pulled something in my heel or ankle when that happened as well, I'm still a little sore after that fall, but that's okay, we, we don't have to digress into my injuries, after that, I was safe on first and the umpire was like, your shirt's on backwards also, by the way. Which was just, I mean, pretty much everyone on the other team was kind of laughing at me. I could hear them, but I mean, eh, it's okay. I embraced it. And truth be told, you know, if I'm being honest, it was hard to tell it was on backwards. I should have probably looked at the tag. But I put it, it was kind of a chillier night. So I just threw it on over my like, um, like thin cotton long sleeve that I'd worn just because I kind of thought that that would be the scenario depending on you know how the night went so I just threw the shirt on over so I didn't like notice the tag in the front that's that's why that's my excuse but anyways so I just kept it on backwards the rest of the night except that it was funny because I was an idiot but anyway so standing on for a shirt on backwards it's fine next up to bat was Aaron or I think it was Kate or something I don't even remember who was after me no it wasn't Kate I think um It doesn't even matter who's up next. Whoever was up next kicked the ball, advanced me to second. They got out at first. Okay, so I was alone on second base. And I don't know. I just, I'm trying to like add more context and give the full story. But essentially, I think the other team was a little salty with me because of the whole sliding thing. And also, I was just generally being a a positive team player the entire game. Like, encouraging my teammates like yelling like come on guys like two outs left like stuff like that obviously i'm not going to sit here and replicate exactly how i was yelling but i could get the kind of feeling when i was on the bases that the other team was a i don't know if they were like salty like i'm I'm not trying to like make something up you know but i could i mean it was probably just in all honesty friendly competition vibes at the end of the day i'm maybe reading too much into it right now that's what i'm trying to say but anyways Next batter up is Aaron. He gets a single, but he kicks it towards like third base. So I don't run because I'm not trying to get tagged out pretty easy and kickball, right? He gets the first. So we've got Aaron on first. We've got me on second. There's like one out. And so whoever was up next to bat, once again, I don't even, doesn't even matter. They just like Aaron kicked it towards third or in between third and second. I'm on second. I have to run. So they get me in with a force out at third base. And so you know, like the good sport I am, I just jog off the baseline and go back towards the bench because I'm out, right? And that was that. So as I'm like jogging, because you know, I I realize I'm out, I'm not going to full on sprint to the bench, I kind of start to lightly jog off the field. And Aaron, once again, so he was on first, he had to go to second, Aaron's on second now. And Aaron hears their shortstop player, who happened to be the captain of their team, as far as we knew, or I I can't remember, I'm like fairly positive, heard him say to me as I like jogged by and off, enjoy the donuts. But I mean, he essentially was just calling me fat, right? I mean, I don't know how else to read into that. In my opinion, it was a pretty lame insult, like enjoy the donuts. Personally, I do enjoy donuts. So I don't think you have to be fat to enjoy donuts. And... Although I'm, I mean, I'm out of shape. I'm not, you know, the most fit man alive. Obviously, have some weight, you know, some meat on the bones. I don't also particularly find myself to be that fat by any sense of. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what I'm dancing around right now. Just the fact of the matter is, it was pretty, pretty douchey of the dude to do that, right? And so Aaron goes, "What did you say?" So I didn't know. Like I didn't hear any of this. I was just jogging off the field. And so Aaron my boy, you know, it was like, what did you just say? And so apparently he just like looked forward and didn't say anything else, which, you know, typical uh, meathead who wants to just make fun of someone is not going to repeat it once he finds out that someone actually hurt him. But I wish he'd have said it to my face because, I mean, I wouldn't have like clapped back, but I, you know, I can sit here and think of things, but I wish I would have had the chance to think of something on the spot to say back to him. Um, but yeah, so Aaron, like, after Aaron got out, he came over and, like, told us that that had happened, and, uh, yeah, like, some of my teammates were like, oh, that's, like, so, like, sh- like, shitty and stuff, and I mean, obviously it was, but, I mean, I just, in the moment, and even now, it's like, ugh, whatever, you know, people will say what they want to say, he just butthurt for no reason, literally, they were winning the game, like, I don't know, they had to, I, that dude had to be so scummy, and their whole team kind of had the same vibe as him, but... Um it is what it is, and you know, I feel like I at the end of the day he'll never know I did this, but after the game, I did go and get donuts because I just felt like I had to, so I got the last laugh I feel like in my book, and uh I mean, I don't let shit like that hurt me, you know it's if people are gonna say what they're gonna say, we're playing kickball it's like it's so dumb and immature of him, and quite frankly i one of my teammates was like, it just shows how insecure he is, and it's like honestly that's so true so. I'm I'm here laughing about it. I don't. I mean, once again, I don't, I don't care. You know, I. I th- if anything, I thought it was funny that whatever I was doing that night was enough to make him say something like that to me. When I was, I never once said anything towards their team. Never like all, all the stuff I like yell on the field and like stuff like that. It's like all supportive of my own team. None of it is like, get this kid out, get this kid out, you know, stuff like that. It's all just like good nature, having fun playing kickball. And so apparently that was so bothersome to him. The fact that I tripped and it looked like I slid um, was uh, enough to make him butt hurt. So I, I think I did my job right. And so once again, even if uh, uh, we didn't win the game, I, that's a uh, a personal victory, I think, is uh getting in his. I was living in his head rent free, quite frankly. So, I'm gonna redouble down the fact that I am the MVP of our team for that reason alone. I'm getting soon. I'll be getting in their heads so much that it won't just be insults. It'll be dropped balls. It'll be um, uh, missed kicks. And so, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna keep at it. So, that is. That's that. So, anyways, yeah. The rest of the game went how it went. We lost the game. And then we went out for drinks after so all in all successful night and this week we're looking to be even more successful so I'll definitely be reporting back next week with another recap interesting this took me like almost 20 minutes to tell so quite frankly this show is just going to turn into like ESPN Junior where I just talk about kickball results but that's okay because I think that's what the people want to hear and really what I want to talk about so hopefully I get some more insults thrown at me next week that's obviously not the goal, but once again, do my job well enough of being, uh, that good on the field. It'll, it'll get in their heads and, uh, I'll have more things to relay next week. So there we go. Anyways. So that's, That's the end of uh, the kickball portion of today's show. Let's uh, transition over into what I really want to talk about today, which is something I've kind of been pushing off. I think this show kind of evolved from what I originally wanted to in the fact that when I originally started, I wanted a major piece of many of the episodes to be talking about stories from different pieces of my life or different parts of my life. And it's kind of evolved into more topical-based stuff and less time frame based stuff. So what I want to talk about today is going back following the the episode I had about a month ago talking about like stories from ele- my childhood and like elementary school and that kind of time frame for me. And so I want to continue and talk about like my middle school years. And so the thing I think that will be I don't want to say challenging is a number of the stories I could have told or like could include in this episode are stories I have already told so I think one of the prime examples is the baseball story from last week because that's one of my most like I don't want to say treasured memories but that's one of my like greatest middle school years stories is when I was like MVP of the third place game in baseball you know but I ended up telling that story during that episode instead of you know today's episode so I think when, when I sat down and tried to think about what I'm going to talk about today, I think I I tried to f- hone in on school specific stories and middle school specific stories because there's certain other stories that I haven't told that I, I could tell today, but they're more specific to say a friend group or like band stuff that I know I'm going to want to talk about in a different episode anyway. So I tried to kind of think of my most memorable. Moments from sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And so we'll, we'll break down each of those individually. And I, I have like one dominant story from each year, or I guess I shouldn't start to spoil things. But I it, it was honestly kind of hard thinking back. Um, one, because it was, you know, around 10 years ago. And two, honestly, middle school was the time when the least stuff happened. Because really elementary school, you could say less stuff happened. Obviously, I hung out with friends more in middle school and like started to be become more of a real person, have a personality, become closer with friends, stuff like that. But when you're in elementary school, you kind of latch on to more foundational memories because it's like the first time for a lot of different things in your life, I feel like. So when I think back on elementary school, it's a lot more, it's easier to Think of distinct things happening through those years, whereas middle school, everything kind of blurred together. And I have really little anecdotal moments that I can talk about, but none of it is like a concrete story that happened on one day because a lot of middle school for me was defined by the fact that in seventh and eighth grade, especially I would go to the park by my house with my friends pretty much every day after school, there had to be a pretty good reason you know, practice or something else. There had to be a pretty good reason why I didn't go to the park after school, or I said seventh and eighth grade, I meant more like in between sixth and seventh grade. But I always went to the park with some of my friends who lived in the same neighborhood as me. And so I can think of various different funny things that happened in the times I went to the park with them, or the times I would go to one of their houses. But I can't I can't recall like an actual event that's even noteworthy to talk about because it'll take me, like I remember one time we were on the swings and uh, my friend fell off and we were like dying laughing. You know, it's like small stuff like that that I remember and I would like, I guess, to come on here and talk about. So when I listen back sometime in the future, I'll be like, oh yeah, I completely forgot that happened. But it's so just un, I don't want to say uninteresting, but for me to sit here and talk about specific things, like little things like that, I just don't, it, it's hard for me to capture that and and relate that. So I think, I hope someday, you, who knows how long I'll do this show, or I mean I hope for a long time, but someday I'll have the opportunity to sit down with say one of those friends I would always go to the park with and just recall some of the stuff we did and how we felt during different times and what was going on because i think having an actual conversation with someone about that stuff is so much more fulfilling and revealing i guess of that time frame for those kind of things me just kind of sitting here and be like oh one time i went to the wild game with my dad and cousin. And I remember we lost the game, you know, it's like, it's just uninteresting stuff. But that was, that's a memory of mine. And that's something that I, I literally like never forget when I think about hockey or something is like my first time going to the hockey, a hockey game. But for the purposes of the show, I, I don't even know, I've been talking for like two minutes about why I'm not going to be talking about certain things. I'm just trying to explain how I, I mean, I genuinely sat down and tried to think of a lot of content f- to talk about today. And I couldn't really think of a whole lot. But I did think of some. And so I all that to say, I just feel like this episode is going to paint this picture that I kind of had a boring middle school or not a lot notable happen when in reality, things did. And it's just remembered, I guess, differently in my mind. It's not so much concrete stories. It's more just the atmosphere and the friends I had and the vibe of it all and how things connected don't really stay in my mind but the fact that it all kind of did and different things did happen does does that even make sense I I just essentially sat here and rambled for a little bit and I don't know if anyone is still listening after that but if you are welcome we're gonna start here (laughs) with sixth grade we can jump right into it. So I'll just give a spoiler alert. 7th grade, the stories I have for 7th grade are my favorite. So stick around for 7th grade if you've made it this far. This is a little teaser. And then 8th grade is actually the lamest one. But I want you to listen all the way through. You'll find out why 8th grade is the lamest one shortly enough. But anyway, 6th grade, I've got one major story I wanted to tell after my little ramble about why I don't really have a bunch of stories for each grade. We'll focus in on my my favorite one from sixth grade, or the thing I I remember the best and most from sixth grade. So, one thing that my middle school did. I went to Sock Middle School, which was one of two middle schools in Elk River, Minnesota. And so we were a STEM school, but by the time I got to middle school, they kind of changed the way that. That whole thing was done. So STEM obviously being science, technology, engineering, and math. And so what that meant was in order to go to SOC, you essentially had to apply to do the STEM program. And so the way they kind of pushed you into one middle school or the other was based on that kind of criteria. And it, was, it wasn't it was based on like your grades in elementary school. I think it was literally just like a lottery, if I remember correctly. And so they did some redistricting while I was in elementary school, and originally my neighborhood was supposed to go to the other middle school. If I once again, if I remember correctly, I was a little kid. This is just I think what how I remember things going. And by the time I was in fifth or sixth grade, they changed things up because another elementary school was built and yada 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 for different reasons. I was changed to have to go to sock. And so it's S-A-L-K, by the way. It's not S-O-C-K. That kind of, I always forget that. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's obvious, but, you know, I'm saying the word sock. Like, I I went to a, a school where we made socks every day or something, but no. Anyways, they changed it so I was going to sock no matter what. And so I applied to do the STEM program. I actually didn't get it, but then they changed another thing where pretty, they just made it so everyone who's going to sock regardless is going to do the STEM program stuff. So one of the things that I don't know if it was STEM program specific, but I remember it being a SOC exclusive thing. And then I think maybe the other middle school started doing it. I don't know. I, I'm sitting here digressing about the, the differences in the middle school. That's not even important to the story. Essentially, one of the things we did because our school was like hip or whatever in with the times is we did this thing called BizTown. And I think a lot of other middle schools did it too, but definitely not every one of them, but what it essentially was is it's this, some company, some education company sets up this little town in this building. that I, I'm describing this so poorly, but essentially you go on a field trip to this pseudo town, and before you go on the field trip, everyone has to apply for jobs in the town, and each one of us gets a job in the town, and then for a day you simulate being a part of whatever your job is and like working in the town and doing this and that. And so the whole thing is really built up. So there's a bunch of different stores, there's different important utilities. So like some people are plumbers, some people work at the bank, some people work at the general store, some people work for the government. And some people work for like parks and rec, you know, it's like a whole town. And so it's just a whole big simulation where you actually have to do everything for everything. I don't know, I think a lot of people who listen to this, I don't want to say a lot of them went to middle school with me because that's very not true. But I think I've talked about this before with people. and I think a lot of people went through a similar thing. So I think most of you get what I'm talking about. I'm sorry if you don't. But essentially just imagine it's kind of like an educational field trip where you learn how a town operates with everyone having their own role in it. So like I said, you have to like apply for a job and some of them are more sought after, some of them aren't. So you like rank which jobs you want and then some of them you have to actually interview for. So we had like parents come in and volunteer to be the people interviewing for the jobs. But there was two jobs that weren't based on interview. They were based on vote. So one of them was town DJ, which you got to like be the radio host of the town, whatever, and the other one, was for mayor of the town, which makes the most sense. The reason the DJ one was based on vote was because a lot of people wanted to be DJ. Obviously, it's like a fun job. But mayor, right, makes sense why you actually have to have an election. And so me being the genius I was in sixth grade, I said, I am going to run for mayor. And really, I don't think I ever had a shot. But damn, I, I wanted to give it a try. So, um... I got my friends together and said, let's get me elected mayor. And so it's kind of funny. We did like speeches, if I remember, and there's a whole big thing. But shout out to my friend, Casey, in sixth grade. She was the realest one of all. She like did this without me even asking. She made like little buttons that said Jacques for mayor. And she gave them out to like every kid in our class uh, the day before the election or the day of the election. I can't even remember when she gave out the buttons. We had like a banner for me. It was like a big deal. But one thing maybe I should have discussed before I even started talking about this story or sixth grade in general is I was kind of a weirdo in middle school. Just in the the sense of like kid weirdo distinction type stuff. You know, there's the cool kids, there's the kids who play sports, there's like like I wasn't actually a weirdo, but the category I fell into or the people I hung out with were the the not those kids. I uh, like, I did band and stuff, but I definitely wasn't in, my, honestly, my grade didn't really have like band kids ever, which I thought was always really interesting because I feel like a lot of schools do and did, but at least in Elk River, the, the band kid vibe and stuff didn't really start until high school, at least from my perspective. Maybe I was a band kid all along, and I didn't, I just refused to acknowledge it, but I was, you know, obviously kind of a nerd, kind of weird kid honestly in like sixth seventh grade I just didn't care at all about like how I looked and uh stuff like that so not to say I look like a monster or gross but I I had long hair and it was kind of like bowl cut like un not like unkempt like I would comb my hair in the morning but I'm just trying to say like I wasn't preppy good looking uh or when i was saying pause, good looking or talk about sixth graders, okay Jacques, but you know what I'm sure you can picture it all right we can we're all on the same page here. And so that being said, running for mayor, obviously it's a popularity contest at the end of the day. So as much as my friends came through, made me some buttons, we we had a strong campaign and I think I did well in the election. I think they gave results and I got I got votes, you know, I wasn't a bum, but I did not win. and I actually lost mayor to Ziggy. Now Ziggy, I I like secretly hope he listens to my podcast. I don't I don't think he does. <laughs> so Ziggy, if you're listening, shout out to you. Um we were like best friends in 3rd and 4th and 5th grade around that time frame. 5th grade, I think it started to be harder cuz we weren't in the same class, but like 3rd and 4th grade we were in the same class. Me and him were super super tight. And then middle school we just kind of drew apart, different friend groups and just like doing different stuff. But like never never any hate with Ziggy or anything it was just like elementary school best friend not best friends anymore so naturally both of us running for mayor and Ziggy was kind of hip dope pretty popular popular is such such a dumb way to put it but I mean in the most simple way possible yeah he's popular so he got elected mayor and it was like honestly how I felt at the time like straight up was like okay if I'm gonna lose to someone at least it's Ziggy because Ziggy's a homie so and honestly, okay, this is like such a small anecdote. I didn't even think I was going to talk about it. But Ziggy actually like texted me or Instagram DM'd me on, once again, if you're listening, Ziggy shout out. If you know who Ziggy is, you know, he's a real one. But the, I'd like never talked to him. I, I think I talked to him maybe a handful of times ever after eighth grade, just in like high school and whatever, because he moved away. Actually, I think he moved up to Canada for a time. His dad was um like moved a lot for work. So he, cause he like grew up in Michigan. He's, I don't know. Why am I like going into this whole history of my <laughs> elementary school friend? But he like was from Michigan he's from Minnesota. Then he went to Canada and then he went to California. And I don't, I don't know the whole lineup of everything, but we, we, we pretty much completely lost contact after middle school. But then on my 21st birthday, I had posted some cheeky like oh, i'm 21 whatever or maybe it was even my 22nd birthday i can't i can't remember exactly but i'm like fairly it was my 21st but he like dm me on instagram and said happy birthday and we had a really really nice conversation like oh how you been what you up to and i was like really really like it felt that was like one of my most like heartwarming moments of my life it was like my elementary school best friend catching up with me you know now that we're like adults and i mean i'm in i wasn't at mass in Massachusetts at the time, but I, I think I knew I was going to Massachusetts and he's in California doing whatever. And yeah, but anyways, that, that was a whole super off topic, but I ran for mayor. I did not get mayor. And so because of that, I had to default to trying to get a different job. And so I don't know why I thought this, but I was like, if I'm not going to be mayor, what I want to do is do something else in the government just to do something similar to I guess, whatever the mayor was supposed to be doing. So my second option after mayor was to be a lawyer. And my third option was to be an IRS tax collector. (laughs) And so unfortunately, that third option was what I ended up getting. And like, at the moment, I thought I was so cool, like, Oh, I'm an IRS agent. And uh, like what I did in the town other than like normal paperwork stuff I did fill out was I literally had to the start of the day go out to every business in the town and like give them summons for like this is the taxes you have to pay us and then at the end of the day I went back around it was like cut me a check for your taxes and so all the businesses had to do that It was kind of funny but looking back now I mean I just laugh like I was straight up like a tax collector like that's such a corny, job and I don't <laughs> like I just find it so so funny that I was just like proud and happy that that's what I was doing when now it's like I hate the IRS not because I'm like anti-IRS I just don't like paying taxes right <laughs> so like I don't think I realized that I was that asshole in biz town <laughs> like pestering all these businesses but the sad thing was because I had to go around business to business it's taught me a a hard life lesson here because my whole job was going business to business and like making sure to get all the money from everyone was I never got time to go around to the parts of the town and use my money that I had earned because everyone else who did jobs in the different stores and whatever you would get like, Oh, it's your lunch break time. And so you'd get to go around and like be a citizen of the town and use facilities and stuff like that. But I don't know if it was intentional or because of stupid decisions I made, or I don't really know, poorly run program, but I never got that. I was literally just running around getting taxes all day, and then at the end, I was like, oh, I didn't get to like be a citizen. So the lesson I learned is some jobs suck, and everyone hates you. And so luckily, I didn't choose that path in my real career. I ended up being a software engineer, and so here we are and I love life, and I have a lot of free time, so we're all Gucci, and uh, I think, uh, yeah, that was my BizTown experience, so now that I've told that story, it wasn't that interesting, honestly. I just remember it so much because of the whole, like, mayoral campaign. It was a fun time, like, scheming with my friends, like, oh, if we get enough votes, like, maybe this person will vote for me, and I mean, it's just, like, sixth grade. The good thing is it wasn't really drama, it was just, like, Ooh, am I going to be the mayor, you know? So it was all good, all fun. So that was the precursor of my, you know, my first taste of politics. Now, my second taste in politics was in seventh grade. This ties us into my next story. And so I actually wasn't even thinking of the story. might not even have told it if it hadn't come up yesterday when I was hanging out with friends. And I don't even remember why this story came up. But I remembered it, and so now I'm excited that I get to share it here too. And so, in seventh grade, no more BizTown. However, seventh grade is when you start doing National Junior Honor Society, at least in my middle school. And so, you started the second half of seventh grade, and then you do it throughout eighth grade. And then at the end of eighth grade, you like pass the torch to the seventh graders below you, and you know, however that works. So,. At the end of seventh grade is when you start and you elect the people on the like board of the Honor Society. And so we had an election for treasurer and for um, secretary, maybe, and then for president and vice president of the National Junior Honor Society. So keep in mind, of course, I had fresh in my mind. Of course, I never let this stuff go. I Fresh in my mind, just less than a year ago, I lost the most important electoral campaign of my life, and that was mayor of BizTown. But I don't let failures get in the way of future success. So I talked to my friends and I said, you know what? Let's run for president of National Junior Honor Society. So the benefit of National Junior Honor Society is that it's not the entire student body voting. So while I don't have numbers of people in just the general population of students at my middle school, when you whittle it down to like, the only people with a middle school GPA over 3.0, I have a lot more, m- more of my friends make up the, the population, I guess, I don't know, not to say I was only friends with smart people, because really middle school, like half of the school was the National Junior Society, you know, it's not, it's not too hard to get in. I'm just saying the people who didn't really care at school just showed up, did whatever, those were people voting for other people in the mayoral campaign. Whereas when you break it down, National Junior Honor Society, I had more of a more of a chance. Also noteworthy, Ziggy wasn't in National Junior Honor Society. And that wasn't because he like had bad grades. It was because he didn't want to do it. So that's also a factor of it, too. Some people didn't want to do it. You know, the kids who did a lot of sports, tended to not do National Junior Honor Society because they didn't have time for it. They didn't have time for the after-school meetings. So at the end of the day, I kind of felt like I had a better chance of making some noise in NJHS, right? And so how elections worked is everyone had to be nominated. And so after we went through the nomination process, there was, I think, eight or nine people who we... Had nominated or were running for president and so what the teacher did who ran it had us all write down on a paper like our top three choices I think it was and so how we were going to do it is have everyone put their top three choices and then once we write down you know tally everyone of the nine people we're going to narrow it down to three and then everyone will just vote for one person and so we go through the process of, you know, writing your top three choices, turning the slips in, and slowly we tally up the votes, right? And slowly but surely, I'm getting some ticks, you know. Tick here. This, you know, someone voted for Jacques. So, you know, some of them didn't have Jacques. That's fine. When all was said and done, I was the third most vote-getter. So I squeaked in there into the, the final ballot, right? And so... The scary thing about the final ballot was it was a real ballot type vibes and they were going to announce the results on like the morning news. This was like serious business and it came down to me and I don't, I don't want to say that to other people just because I I know for a fact they're not <laughs> listening to the show, but I almost feel like, I don't want to say mean, but just let me tell the story and you'll kind of get it. So Essentially what happened was the two other people who had gotten more votes than me in the initial round of everything got more votes than me because they were well-liked and more popular kids in general. So how it worked was they both got to the final ballot and so did I. But that being said, if you break down the demographic of National Junior Honor Society members between the, the haves and have-nots, if you will, um, <laughs> but like the popular kids and the non popular kids, the other two people on the ballot were definitely popular quote, like in quotations, I'm, I'm using a lot of like popular, not popular in this story, in the last story, really, I mean, I think all of you, you've all been in middle school, so y- you get it. I mean, it's just kind of how it was at the end of the day, there was a lot of people. I think myself included who weren't really popular, but definitely weren't not popular. There wasn't really a not popular in my school. There were, it was more, I don't even want to say click, but it was more just, there was friend groups. And so you were in the friend group where you weren't. And so from my perspective, it was more popular, not popular, just because I wasn't friends with them, but none of them were ever disrespectful or like treated like me like badly like gym class classes I had with all these people like I was super friendly with all them it was just at the end of the day I wasn't really friends with them so I just want to clear that air because I do feel kind of weird using the like popular versus not popular distinction just because it it never really was that vibe to me and I never thought of me and my friends as not popular it was just we were in our own friend group and just looking back I kind of see it that way I guess almost because some vibes you know but we don't got to keep talking about this you you get the idea so these two people they were friends of each other and they were both in the more like once again take what I said in mind popular half of National Junior Honor Society and I was not in that friend group kind of half of the group and so all of the rest of the people in National Junior Honor Society were all generally kind of if not friends with me friendly I, I was like really sociable and outgoing in middle school. So I did, you know, I was friends with a lot of people in school. And so what that friend group or the the popular kids, whatever, whatever, what they did dumb is they didn't coordinate anything when it came to voting. And so half of them ended up voting for one of them. And the other half ended up voting for the other. And so everyone else who wasn't quote unquote popular, voted for me. And so while I was definitely the third most vote getter when it was kind of just the choice for everyone to say who their top people were, I ended up winning just based purely on the fact that it was a less popular person versus two more popular people. And so I remember a lot of them kind of being salty, that one of the other two, who Truthfully, probably deserved it more than I did. Probably cared more than I did. Um, I know some of them were a little bit—I mean, for a day or two—salty that I, I'd kind of stolen the election. But you know what? I think it was a very proud moment. I was, I was finally the victor in an election. I, it, it feels good. You know, I can't lie. It feels good to have people vote for you, and get those responsibilities, and. You know get to do some leadership stuff and we we did a couple little events that we would go to and uh, it was all around a good time so definitely kind of my fun highlight from seventh grade so now getting to eighth grade I do have to say I did warn you eighth grade is the worst and that's because I don't really have a good story from eighth grade and I think it's because so much of my 8th grade was defined by those small little moments that I talked about a little bit ago. And so I remember things. I'll, gi- I'll give some examples because I think some of them are funny and, well, I don't know, <laughs> kind of gross. But <laughs> I'll say the the one that was, when I say gross, what I mean is in 8th grade, me and my friends sat at the lunch table by where people dumped their trays of food. And I'd never sat that close to where people dumped their trays of food before. And I don't know what it was, but at one point me and my friends realized there were so many people who just dumped full pieces of their meal into the trash. And I'm not talking like a half-bitten piece of pizza, you know, where I'm not I'm not gross, but people would go and get chicken nuggets, say, I say chicken nuggets cuz the chicken nuggets in my middle school were fire, like so good. I would I would do anything to have sock middle school chicken nuggets again. They're so good. But we'd see people who would get chicken nuggets on chicken nugget day and eat like two of their six chicken nuggets and then go to throw the other ones out. And so what me and my friends started doing (laughs) is when people would go to throw their stuff away because we were sitting right next to it, we'd see if people had stuff to throw away and we'd ask, Hey, can we eat that? And so Pretty much every lunch I got a couple extra morsels. And we would like me and my friends, it was like a community agreement. Like we'd all share everything equally between all of us based on what we got from people. And so sometimes it was like bags of carrots. And so it wasn't all just like gross stuff. But I mean, looking back, it is a little I mean, gross and weird. And so people would say no, and we're not annoying. One of my friends was kind of a hound. He would someone would say no and he'd just go and like grab it anyways. Which on the one hand he shouldn't have done. But on the other hand, I mean, they're just literally throwing it in the trash, like like bags of chips and stuff like that. It's, I don't know. We, we were kind of menaces like that. Lunchroom menace is how I like to look back and think on that. So like stuff like that. It's like, there's not one story I can think of, but I remember that's something that took place in eighth grade. And um, yeah, another thing that took place in eighth grade that is probably my lowest moment ever. It was the most shame I felt. Um, It was when I was in geometry class, and I was taking a test. And the test was really hard. So the teacher gave us extra time. And one thing was we optionally could take a note card into the exam. And I didn't bring a note card. And so I was struggling extra hard on this test because the I should have brought a note card. But anyways, my friend who sat behind me in the class, kind of finished early, noticed I didn't have a note card, and so she said, hey, I'm going to leave my note card on my desk. She, like, whispered this to me as she was leaving, because he gave us extra time after class was over. It was the last class of the day, so we could stay after school to finish it. And she said, I'm going to leave my note card here. If you need to use it, I don't care. So I said, sweet. But obviously, it was sus if I turn around and take something off of her desk, you know, after she leaves this is part of a test. And so my teacher leaves at some point after, you know, I'm after hours, I'm looking, he's like, I got to go print something off, he leaves. And so I was doing my test. And I was like, you know what, I really could use that note card. And so I turn around to use the note card, I look at a couple things. And as I'm about to put it back down, wouldn't you know, my teacher comes back in the class. And he just flips out of me. He's like, Oh, my gosh, shock. I should rip your test up right now for cheating. And I and so I was like I was like, "Oh, she said I could use her no card." And he was like, "That's just inexcusable." He's like, "I'm going to I was a good student, so he let it slide." But I just was so so embarrassed and I mean, it was just such a low low moment. Yeah, so the, the, there's little stuff like that. I something else fun I did in 8th grade, I dis- dissected a dog shark. It was definitely the coolest thing I've ever dissected, I would say. Um, what else did I do in eighth grade? I don't even know. But anyways, folks, we do have a treat here. That's that's kind of the the short summary of eighth grade. I did say seventh grade was the best. And I only told one story. So maybe you're asking yourself, Jacques, I thought seventh grade was the best. You told one little National Junior Honor Society story. We don't care you were president, okay? We don't care you weren't popular. We don't care you were a loser. But that's okay, folks. I do have a special treat for you today. It's the first time I've done something like this on the show. And I'm very excited to expose myself. Many of you have probably heard this clip before or seen it. But for those of you who haven't, those of you who I met out here in Massachusetts or met at Notre Dame or whatever, prepare to be entertained. I'll just leave it at that. Um, So in seventh grade, I was in choir. I was a choir boy, uh, sixth, seventh and eighth grade, you know, very musical of me. If you ever heard me sing, you would think otherwise, but of course, uh, I just wasn't blessed with a, a beautiful singing voice, but that didn't stop me from being confident and uh, a go-getter, as you can tell by my uh, political success in <laughs> in middle school, um, but our spring cho- choir concert in seventh grade, uh, our like theme was songs through the decades or something like that, and so one of the songs we sang as a part of a medley was Have You Seen Her by MC Hammer. Now, I'm guessing most of you haven't heard that song. I personally hadn't before seventh grade. And I'm sure unless many of you guys are a fan of like really early R&B rap type music, you've never heard it before. Some of you maybe only know MC Hammer for like one song. Haven't heard his discography once again can't blame you all right but that's okay i'm gonna play you a snippet of the song we were singing right now just so you get some context for you so you know what i had to sing when i was in seventh grade so we're gonna go ahead and roll that clip right now Sweet, nigga. Little- Okay, so you might be asking yourself, like, Jacques, what does this mean? You, okay, you sang this song in 7th grade. Well, I gave you what MC Hammer's verse is like. I gave you the little intro to the song. This was actually a solo I had in 7th grade. It wasn't just the song we sang in choir. This was Jacques' special moment to shine. So my dad did a recording on his phone. in his, like 2012 phone recording, so the audio is not great um the video is kind of the best part of it all but uh, i'm gonna play the audio for you now my little solo it's it's not as long as he did um mc hammer but you you get the idea you, you can't hear everything just because you know the audience gets a little rowdy but uh we can go ahead and uh listen to my amazing solo in seventh grade choir so let's go ahead and uh jacques let's take it away Obviously, that was the highlight of my entire life, quite frankly. Uh, Before the concert started, our uh, instructor did warn everyone to not uh, clap at the end of solos. Both have time at the end, but you know your boy uh, came through and they just had to go crazy. So that definitely was, I mean, looking back, kind of embarrassing because of how, I mean, it's like funnily bad. That's not even a word jock. I don't even, you know, I mean... I hope you enjoyed that I, I i look back back with great pride on my uh solo abilities i did have to audition for that and i did get it so what, what you didn't get to see is me like pointing to the audience and you know doing some typical mc hammer moves i was i was really into it i uh, you know hopefully someday you'll get to see the video uh, i do have it on my phone so just ask and i can i can show you the whole thing but yeah that's uh that's the peak of my life, I I think half the titles of my episodes are like I peaked at this moment, and it's just kind of true. I have I have a lot of peaks, a lot of valleys. We're definitely at the the top of the highest peak right now, so that's uh that's all I gotta say. Um, with that, that's uh I guess my my greatest I, I shouldn't even say greatest memories from middle school, but that's definitely just kind of the the strongest memories I have, the the biggest memories. I, I'm a politician at a heart. Maybe someday I'll run for office. You know, apparently it's not too hard. Just got to... I'm not even going to make a joke. It's fine. All right, well, that's all I have this week. I, I've i got another kickball game this week. Definitely excited to get the dub this week. We're, we're catching dubs only. I will be very excited next week when I report back with our first win of the season. We'll get back to 500. We're not looking back. And... Uh, If you are cool enough to be on the kickball team and listen to this soon enough before the game, uh, I do have a surprise for the game tomorrow, so you can also look forward to that. And with that, I wish you all the best of your week. What am I saying? We're past the hour mark now. Or maybe we're not. i got to edit this. We'll find out. If I'm not past the hour mark... I don't have an excuse. So anyways, that's the end of the show. We're going to, clearly I can't continue talking. We're done. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Have a good week. I will see you again in the next episode. All right. Peace out.